Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. As we, uh, it's Wednesday, and that means beat the Brown Guy, the show that started the network, the the first show that ever caught on, got listeners, uh, and we are on with uh, Scotty Melvin. Welcome back to the show, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? It's going great. Well, your word uh, seems to be getting out there. You're, you're, you got some record-breaking episodes going on. That's uh, kind of insane. I don't know what to say about that. Well, I think uh, you're putting out some good information, and people are catching on to it. They like, they like to hear it. They like to put your words to music and videos and YouTube's and everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was pretty special. Uh, that's uh, you know I've got a lot of great memories um, watching high school football and all these years on planet Earth. That's probably ranking right up at the top. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm sure. What do you got? 15, 20, 60 games or something here? Well, I got good news and bad news, man. Uh, there's 20 games on my list because there's that many good ones. There will be maybe less than a handful here that you'll feel confident in your pick. And there's a handful that are just uh, as monumental as the ones that we uh, had to try to sift through last week. So it's going to be just, it's going to be tougher um, than it was a week ago. So I hope you're ready. I can't believe you took them last week. Oh. Right, let's, let's shoot a couple out there. All right. I just, I'm gonna, I started with the little schools and just went through the list and it just kept growing. So we're going to go right to the heart of it. Homecoming week at Waco, they are hosting New London. New London's three and two. Waco five and oh. Who are you picking? Oh man. Well, Waco, I guess the short answer, but it ain't gonna be easy and it's probably gonna be pretty tough. What are your thoughts on the game? Well, I was at the game last year down at New London and uh you know, we all know what New London's capable of. We all know the type of athletes they have in that school and on this football team. A uh, little different look than it was a year ago. A few kids graduated, but they've got some great players, uh, especially skill-wise. And the, for some reason, when these two schools match up, you can throw everything out. Um, and like we've said, New London is very capable. If they'd had a few things going more their way uh, early in the season, they could very well be 5-0 and right now. I'm going Waco. Yeah, they got a tough, tough bunch of games there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, probably anybody else I would take New London. They're, they're on fire. Hard to pick against them right now, but this is one game. I, I'm going to say Waco's got too many bodies for pretty much everybody on their schedule, including this game. Uh, the other prediction I got for this one is it won't be 7 to nothing at the end. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think they're going to get some points on the board. Um, uh, but yeah, All right. New London is vicious, and they'll, they'll, give, them a, they'll give them a go. Yeah, um, I don't know where this ranks on your round guy game of the week, but it's got to be in the mix. It's a, it's a rivalry game of the week. All right, we got another big one in the district. Uh, Lone Tree traveling to Winfield Mount Union. Lone Tree's 3-1 and one on the season. Uh, starting out great. Uh, Winfield Mount Union's had a couple of tough games uh, there recently that they dropped, but they're back on the winning track. They're 3-2, and two, and they're at home. I'm going Winfield that's Mount tough, Union Wolves. That's a tough one. What, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Winfield Mount Union, but give me a little, uh, give me a little rundown on on the scouting meter. 
Well, here's the problem for Lone Tree. They have, um, and, and take nothing away from them because new coach and, and a lot of uh, graduation losses to be three and one at this point, uh, man, kudos to them. But the, the easiest part of their schedule is over. They've got all the district leaders in this eight-player district looming starting Friday night with Winfield Mount Union Wolves. It doesn't get any easier for Lone Tree after that. Um, and I think this is where we'll see just just how how good they really are. But um, I don't think they've got enough to handle the Wolves at, at Winfield. So I'm going Wolves. Um, and I think Winfield's going to be fighting for their playoff lives from here on out. I wouldn't want to face them right now. Yeah, it's probably a must win for Winfield. Yeah, I'd go with Winfield there at home. I probably would go the other way if it was at Lone Tree. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think Winfield's on the way back. I'll be talking to Coach McCarty this morning. Great. I, I love hearing Coach speak about his Wolves team. Um, and, and keep in mind, too, buddy, last year, Lone Tree was probably uh, a be- even better than they are this year. And Winfield went up there and handled them pretty easily at Lone Tree. So that I, I have a feeling it's another one of those matchups, you know, where uh, sometimes two teams don't match up well. I'm going to give the edge to the Wolves here. Here's a good one. Outside the area, I know you're going to love this one. Southeast Warren. Four and one hosting four and one Montezuma. Montezuma's back in the win column big time after an early season loss. Who you got in this one? Ooh. Well, tell me a little bit uh, about Montezuma. We haven't been talking too much about him. Well, they lost Eddie Burgess. Um, and he's one of those kids, you know, we talk about an eight player where if you have one superstar, one kid that's head and shoulders above just about everybody else in the state, you can ride that player to a lot of victories. They don't have them anymore, but that what they do have is a winning tradition. Um, a really good program. I don't know much about this team this year other than they lost early in the year, and I kind of had thought, well, losing Eddie Burgess, they, they might be in a, a major rebuild. That doesn't seem to be the case. They, they rattled off four wins here. Um, they are on the road against a team that we have seen that is very, very good, that we know, as Coach Edeker says, is, is an easy top 10 squad in the Southeast Warren uh, Hawks. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick Southeast Warren at home in this one. There, there's a, a couple teams that are, are fighting to be in the top 10 there. Um, I haven't seen Montezuma, and I have seen Southeast Warren, and it's at home. So I'm going to go ahead and take Southeast Warren. All right. Next up, as we get into the 11-man uh, slate, one in your neck of the woods, Columbus, 4-0, the upstart Wildcats. They are cracking into the top tens, at least some of them. They are traveling over to Pekin to face the two and two Panthers. Who do you got? Well, it's homecoming for Pekin. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. Wife and grandson, and everybody. We always go to the Pekin homecoming game. Really enjoy it. They're off to a really, really good uh, start. Their defense is, uh, is doing pretty well. Um, but I don't think they can handle Columbus. What do you think? Yeah, I am happy as could be for the Panthers. Uh, already two wins on the season after that uh, winless season a year ago. They've got things going in the right direction. They're going to keep getting better all season long. Um, Columbus is on a mission. I've seen this team in person now. They remind me of some, uh, and I don't want to put too much pressure on them or anything, but they remind me of some small schools I, I watched run the state championships uh, back home in Illinois many years ago. And, uh, there's something special going on there. So I'm not picking against them in the regular season. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Uh, Columbus Wildcats on the road. Well, you never know. They might have some really, really tough games. But uh, so far, so good for the Wildcats. And, you know, we're riding that, we're riding that Wildcat fever right now. 
So you better believe it. <laughs> but you know, that don't mean that Pekin isn't having a good season, and they aren't. They did no. turn things around, and and uh, pretty proud of them too. You, you're darn right. And these games are not played on papers. No matter what we say, uh, these kids can go out and make us look like idiots. And I am all about that. I love it. Yeah, we saw that with Liberty beating Iowa City West. And nobody gave them a chance to do that. But they- yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, an eye-opener right off the bat. <laughs> all right, moving on. Wapolo, the Indians are 2-2. Two and two. They are traveling to a Lisbon Lion team that's sitting at 1-3. and three. This is a game that I had picked in our preview to be this district's uh, possible championship game. And here they are sitting at uh, one at 500 and one, one at uh, a one win season. Who do you got in this one? Well, uh, I got a nice note from that Lisbon Lion coach. Yeah. Uh, he's really likes what we're doing. Yeah. They're one of the three, but they, they played a lot of really tough teams. Columbus is on, or uh, Wapolo is kind of, they've had some up and down. They look pretty good this season, but, uh, I'm going with the Lisbon Lions. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Lisbon in person now uh, last week at Columbus. Um, I've only seen Wapolo on tape. Wapolo's got a potent offense. They play some physical football, but at the same time, they give up some points. Lisbon is a team that can score some points. Um, they ran into a buzzsaw last week, but I witnessed their offense do a lot of good things. If they can cinch up that defense a bit, um, they're – they're going to be okay Friday. And so I'm going to go ahead and go with you on this one. Uh, we haven't parted ways yet, but it's coming. <laughs> well, I'm going with the Lions. Look, even though they didn't win, they did look good. And their offense, I like what their offense, I like their quarterback. I like their receivers. I think they've got, uh, I think uh, with the left vaulted uh, defense that Columbus had, that they'll probably be okay. Although I give, I give Wapolo a shot in this one. They run yeah, the you know, good. I'd call this one a toss-up. Um, this is one of those where I'm kind of going with the home team, you know, as the uh, deal-breaker there. So I'm going Lions, too. Right. Moving on, we got the Cardinal Comets, who are improving every week but still sitting winless at 0-4, traveling to Van Buren County, who is at 2-2. Two and two. Well, I just like Van Buren County this year. Uh, boy, get it, they could get 3-2. Three and, three and two. This is a winnable game for them at home. Uh, they put what seventy points up on the board once already this year. Uh, uh, I'm hands down going with Van Buren County in this one. Once again, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go home team here. I think Cardinals going to um, be even better than they were a week ago. Uh, I think they probably got a win in them somewhere this season. I don't think it's going to be down there in Kiyosakwa. I'm going Van Buren County to move on to three and two. They need this one um, to keep those playoff hopes alive. Well, uh, I, I I will say if you're a Cardinals fan out there, I thought last week was your best performance. Yeah, they, they've made marked improvement um, from week to week, and that's what you like to see. They're going to get untracked. It's, it's just a matter of time. And they probably are going to knock off somebody of caliber of Van Buren at some point during the season. But uh, uh, I, 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 I give them a real be, good it'd shot. Big, it'd be a big win for Van Buren either way still. And get them to 3-2, and two, that'd be awesome for them. Yeah, it'd be huge. They really need this one. Um, I predicted they'd, they'd make a, a run at, at playoffs and maybe get in there, and this is a game they got to have. This, yeah, this this will be a, a game that will, you know, get them into one of those playoff spots, you know, or at least position them to get themselves that way. Exactly. Um, all right, here's the big one in the district, though. We got Pella Christian, the Eagles, 4-0, highly state-ranked, weapons out the wazoo, traveling to Sigourney Kyoto 
to face the Cobras at the Snake Pit, who are sitting at two and two and on the rise. Who do you got in this one? Well, uh, I always wanted to go see that Pella Christian Stadium. That's uh, you just drive by, you look over there, and you're like, "Is that an NFL stadium or something over there?" It's uh, beautiful. <laughs> it's not there. Um, Sigourney beat them last year. Sigourney's on a roll. Uh, let's give it to Sigourney. What the heck? They're at home. Uh, like I said, they've improved from week to week, and I mean leaps and bounds. Uh, they really got some things figured out on defense. They're a physical squad. Pella Christian is uh, kind of known as being, uh, you know, one of those high-flying offenses. Um, I don't know if I have faith in them being quite as physical as Sigourney Kyoto, and it's at the snake pit, so I'm going with you. I'm, I'm not parting ways with you again. I'm going, this is my brick house barbell upset of the week. Cobras over the state-ranked Eagles at home. Yeah, the, co- the Cobras are on fire, and again, it, it's it's in Sigourney. That's tough tough enough there, although, look, I mean, Pella Christian has the tools to go down there and win this game. There's no, oh, yeah. no, no question about it. Another toss-up game. Uh, but here's one that... Uh, that one about blew your mind. This one will this one will put you over the edge. Mediapolis four and finally cracked into the top ten in one A, going to highly ranked four and West Branch at the Little Rose Bowl. Who do you got in this one? Well, I know you've been thinking on it. <laughs> uh, this is this is the 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 game of the week for the state. I mean, the state says the or the varsity balance says this is the best matchup in the state of Iowa. Oh. Uh, well, uh, I may not be right, but I'm gonna pick Meepo simply because that punter. You, you, you know what I mean? The, it seemed like the kind of game where a really, really good punter might make a difference. That, what do you think? It's uh, definitely a game where special teams come into play, and he's quite a weapon to have. That uh, 99.9% of all high schools in the nation do not have. And it could come down to something that uh, is, a, is a field goal or a, a field position type thing, which he will give you the, the advantage on. Uh, I think even Coach Peterson spoke about that, didn't he? Yeah, I asked him about it. I said, you know, you don't normally have to plan, game plan against a punter, but I said, they got a pretty serious weapon there. And yeah, he, he was all kinds of complimentary. Although it'd be pretty hard to, to pick anything against that Butch Peterson. That, that guy's like Bear Bryant or something. You know what I mean? Really enjoyed yeah. interviewing him. He just seemed like a, a legend, and he has all the weapons. Uh, certainly they're favored at home against uh, uh, Meepo, but uh, um, Meepo ain't lost yet. They got that good punter. Uh, they got a lot of weapons. Um, uh, they, they took down a really good team last week, so let's, let's see how it goes, and uh, I'll be at least uh, cheering for Meepo. Well, I'm cheering for Meepo. They're they're our they're our uh, home area team. Uh, West Branch, like you said, you got you got a Bear Bryant type up there, Coach Peterson. He's been around for a long time. Uh, how many guys get to run out onto a field with their team that's named after him in a place as historic as the Little Rose Bowl? Which he sounded shocked you'd never been there, but uh, you know neither have I because I'm I'm a Southeast Iowa boy. I'm down here in the cornfields here. <laughs> so, well, I'll say one thing for it though. You know, as we uh, you know kind of assess stadiums and we talk you're going to games i'm going to games uh matt meek's going to games all over the place and uh i started hearing about the little rose bowl and uh he says it's a top 10 
high school football stadium in the United States. So it uh, it's it's on my list. You know. Well, it's it's definitely on mine, uh, and I've been I've been hearing about it for forever. Um, even though I've never been to a game there, and uh, you know I've been hearing about the West Branch Bears forever. Man, that's Cole Cook's uh, from KCII's um, alma mater, so we've got a little connection there too. Um, well, uh, we do have well, a guy going there, uh, not this okay. week, but before the season's over. Matt Meek says he's going. He he messaged me. He must listen to that episode because then he just messaged me right away. He said, oh, I'm going. To, I'm going to West Branch this year. Well, know. they've got that former Liberty quarterback there. They've got. Uh, one of the state's best rushers there. I mean, the, the team is he loaded. sounds like he took some of the best players off every team around and had them transfer yeah. in. Yeah, um, so that's the way it goes sometimes. And uh, well, if he hadn't have, if he hadn't have uh, picked up that quarterback, you know what I mean? He might he might be sitting on the bench behind Graham. You know, but that's a fact. That would, that'd be a tough one too. If both, both those kids were still at Liberty. It, it's hard for me to know who would. Uh, would have started but as it works out they both got starting jobs on great teams and uh they're having fantastic seasons um Whoa. i haven't made my pick yet if, if i was sitting a, here if i was a parent you know what i mean i'd be uh i'd be happy with butch peterson as my kids coach wouldn't you yeah but i'd say that about every single coach down here in, in southeast iowa um i feel like we've gotten to know them some just from listening to the, the interviews that they give you um, and, and then, of course, on the radio, too, when I'm able to listen. And there's not a single one I wouldn't be proud of. Bunch of dedicated, bunch of dedicated men, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's got to be tough because, you know, that ain't your day job, you know. So uh, it, it's a lot to ask of a guy. The whole staff, you know, honestly. Let's not forget the assistants. But, uh, okay, we're stalling, man. I'm sitting here yapping in a way, and I haven't made my pick because I don't want to pick against me yet. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to say West Branch pulls this one out, makes the Bulldogs mad, and and uh, these guys may face each other again in the postseason. How about that for a prediction? <laughs> well, it's a it it it's not out there. You know what I mean? It's probably you're you're probably with the majority. You know. Uh, yeah, most likely. I probably picked the uh, well, what, what would you call it? The I wouldn't call it the easy money, but I'd say the uh, the slightly better uh money pick that's that's what i'll call it well i'm giving you the yeah that's uh that's gonna be a game that's you know like say it's already you know the best game in the state of iowa uh uh, i'm a little bit more amped up about west branch football than i have ever have been after talking to their coach but uh gonna be a game yeah great game a program you can't ignore uh, every year. That's a fact. Um, and they've got a special team this year. It would not surprise me one bit to see them in the dome. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I got one for you that's almost as tough. Wilton, the Beavers, 3-1 and one, coming off the loss last week. They go to Iowa City, Regina, to face a Regina team that's sitting at 2-2 two and two and fighting for uh, their uh, district uh, position now. Wilton. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with Regina. I'm going to go with uh, the fact that they're at home and they've got a little bit uh, more experience. Um, by the slightest of margins, I'm going to pick the Regals. I just so feel I, like uh, uh, Wilton's kind of uh, uh, chomping at the bit after last week's loss. They want to get back on track. I think you're going to come in there fired up and uh, ready to go, but we're on a, we're, that's three in a row we disagreed on. 
Oh, we can't pick them all the same, man. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, disagree with you about Wilton. They they're very capable of winning this game. That is a ton of talent on this Beavers team. They're a little young and inexperienced, and uh, this this to me is the part of the season where they're gonna get that experience. It's really gonna pay off down the road here. So, uh, you know, there's if it goes the way I predict, uh, there ain't no shame in it. So, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Well, Moving on to uh, one that's a little easier for you. Central Lee, the Hawks, they're traveling up to Mid Prairie to play the Golden Hawks. Central Lee sitting at one and three, Mid Prairie at three and one. Who do you got in this one? Well, Central Lee's having, you know, their best season. They got great coach and everything, but they, they can't handle Mid Prairie. They're stepping up in divisions and Mid Prairie's already on the on the bubble of a top ten team. I've seen them. They look solid to me. That's one thing about Mid Prairie, you know, they I don't know if they have the the just the most talent everywhere around, but they're the most disciplined and they're the most consistent. And uh, uh, I think they're really great. And I, I, I think they, they'll take Central Lee down for sure. Yeah, I, um, I'm loving that Central Lee is um, getting the program back up and running the way they have this year. Uh, Mid-Prairie, though, is going to be too much. I'm going to pick the Golden Hawks. I see maybe one more one loss uh, left in the season for Mid-Prairie in the regular season, maybe Williamsburg. Outside of that, I see Mid-Prairie probably uh, running the table. That'd be good for them, get them a nice seed in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. All right, here's uh, here's one that's uh, a lot tougher to call than, than I thought it might be. Uh, Solon, 2-2, two and two, surprisingly. They're traveling to West Burlington, Notre Dame, to take on the Falcons, who got their uh, first win last week and are sitting at 1-3. and three. Who's it going to Burlington? Solon. Yeah, Solon's going to win. Yeah, I think they'll have too many bodies. Um, I think West Burlington Notre Dame is going to gut out uh, a nice showing for themselves again. Um, but I'm going to go Solon in this one. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's not. It's. it's uh, I know Solon's lost a couple games, but they played some really tough teams, and uh, yeah, uh, they're a really strong team. They're, they're still my pick in the district. West Burlington, Notre Dame is still, I mean, God love them, but they're putting their team together with bubble gum and, and, and shoelaces. And uh, uh, although they got a nice little core there, that, that's, uh, you know, let's see them put some points yep. on the board and I'll be happy with them. The guys they have are capable of uh, winning a lot of games this year in that district um, if they're healthy. Um, but this is one where they need more bodies than what they have, in my opinion. So that's why I got to go with Solon. Grinnell, one and three. They were, uh, I believe, a second place team and a very, very good team in the district a year ago. But they're one and three. They're traveling to Washington to face the two and two Demons who are coming off two straight losses where they have kind of lost their way on offense. Who do you got in this one? Who's playing? It's at Washington. It's at Washington. Grinnell Tigers coming down to Washington to face the two and two demons. Oh, I don't know. I hate to say this. Washington isn't looking very good lately. Uh, uh, I'm going to take Grinnell. Well, this is one where maybe I got a little more info on Grinnell than you, and I don't mean a lot more, but a little more. Um, the one thing I noticed about the Tigers this year, they struggle on defense. Uh, so for me, Washington at home, Case Field, this is a game that's uh, they're primed to get things going offensively in this game. So I'm going with the demons at home. Well, good. I hope they win. 
I think they will. They've got a good shot. Uh, you can't ever count Grinnell out either, though. They're they're a heck of a program with a lot of history. So we'll see what Washington's happens. Washington's got to get straightened out. You know, maybe this is the yeah. week they do it. If they they can win this game, I'll be back on back on the team. Well, th- this is definitely a defense that uh, they could get things going against, and that's why I'm giving them the edge at home. Fairfield, two and two at Keokuk, who is two and two. Who do you got in this one? Keokuk. Going with you. You got the Chiefs too at home. Chiefs to defense. Oh, Fairfield's offense is probably more dynamic. And defense is probably just as good. This this is this is a game Fairfield could get. Um Yeah. Uh but Keokuk, man, I mean all those turnovers and uh, all that hard hitting, and, and they seem to get pretty tough in the red zone. And uh, you know, Fairfield put some points on the board, and then I'll be riding your train. Uh, but I think they're—I I think they underperformed on the offense this year. What do you think? Well, I think having Hunter Caccini out hurts them. Um, I don't know that they, I think they've got some kids stepping up. I just don't think they've quite replaced him yet, his production. So they, to me, were super dynamic with him in there and being able to mix him and his tough running in with, with their awesome passing game. Um, and they've still got that. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this for you, Fairfield. If Hunter Shakini was full and on board, you'd have beat Atoma and you'd have beat Fort Madison, you know. But without him, just there's just that hole there that's just uh, drive, you know, like, I mean, uh, they got the ball to Max Weber, like in the last series, I think uh, four times in the first series and then eight times through the whole game, you know, seems like to me, he'd be a guy you'd want to put the ball in his hand 50 times a game. Well, the problem for me on that is the, the position player that he is, he's a tight end who they can put out in the slot or what have you. Uh, he's a receiver. Um, and I've seen teams just say, heck with it, take their best athlete and throw him in the backfield and hand the ball to him. But I, I don't see Max Wheaton as being that type of kid. So you're kind of limited in how many times you can put the ball in his hand. I mean, you could throw to him 50 times, but against Keokuk, um, man, I don't, I don't think you want to be that predictable. They, they've got, they're leading the area in takeaways in 11 man football. We just talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to have to spread the ball around. They can't just lean on him solely. So that's where I'm giving the Chiefs the edge um, because Fairfield is missing that that chunk that Hunter gave him on the offense. Um, you, I'm going to give Keokuk the edge at home. To beat Keokuk, you really need to establish the run. You know what I, I think mean? so. Because if you can't run against them, uh, they will uh, they will be uh, uh, able to beat you. Nope. Moving on, we got Clear Creek and Mana at 2-2 two and two, who have shown some Brilliant flashes this year, and then also taking some on the chin, traveling to Oskaloosa to face the one and three Indians. Who do you think is going to win this one? I'm shocked that Clear Creek of Manor's two and two. I, I thought they would have been four and oh or something. You know, uh, well, they played a pretty tough schedule. Well, um, uh, I, I'll tell you this much every time Clear Creek of Manor plays a Southeast Iowa team, they win. So, and they beat Oskaloosa last year pretty handily. Uh, Oskaloosa's struggling a little bit. I'm, I'm going with Clear Creek of Manor. I'm going to go with you on this one, although it wouldn't surprise me if Oski uh, surprises us um, on this um, because they just have that – they have those kind of athletes over there. Well, Oski would get their season turned clear around if they'd win this game. Oh, it'd be, it'd be huge for them, um, and we'll see what happens. But Clear Creek of Manor, you know, they're pretty loaded. Um, 
I don't know what happened to him against Liberty a week ago because they really got smoked. But uh, I don't see that happening this week. I'm going to give them a, a slight advantage on the road here against Oskaloosa. Next up, Clinton, who I know nothing about, but they're one and three. They travel down to Burlington to face the three and one Bloodhounds who are getting some respect in the polls uh, and sitting just outside the top ten and one or two of them. Well, Burlington looks really good to me. I mean, I don't think they're 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 stoppable in this game for sure. Uh, I'm going with Burlington. I'm going with the Greyhounds at home as well. Um, they're on a roll. It's a tough district. This won't be one of their tougher games, I don't think. I think Burlington's got a, a, a huge advantage here down, you know, next to the river there in southeast Iowa, and I'm going Greyhounds at home. Yeah, they're, I think they're going to the playoffs for sure. Yeah, they're definitely going to push hard. I think they'll get in there as well. Uh, next, we've got one that uh, I think is an easier pick. Um, I wouldn't have said this very many years ago. Mount Pleasant, the Panthers, 0-4, potent offense, Struggling on defense, going down to Fort Madison, who does not have that issue, and sitting at 4-0. and Well, we got more listeners in Mount Pleasant than anywhere else. But uh, this 0-4 team is not going to beat this 4-0 team. So, that's uh, – I, I tend to agree. Um, Fort Madison really got their offense rolling a week ago against Washington, and they had already shown us all season long that they are stout on defense and they're very physical. Uh, now they've got both sides of the ball working. Uh, they're going to be real tough to beat. This is definitely a monumental task for the Panthers to try to get that first win, and I don't think it happens this week. I'm going to go Bloodhounds. It's uh, they're yeah they're on a roll. Uh, this Fort Madison team uh, last week really showed me they're for real. Yeah, they uh, they probably be cracking in the top ten in a week, depending on how. I'll uh, say Mount Pleasant still leads the state in all high school and in uh, past completions. And they got some dynamic uh, playmakers there. Um, if they could get some some things cinched up on defense, uh, they might be uh, – well, they'll win some – they'll win a couple games. But uh, it's, it's going to be tough now that we're in the district play because this district is loaded. And that brings me to the next game. This one's not in the area, but I had to throw it in. We got North Scott, the Lancers, coming off of a – uh, a pretty close loss to a uh, highly ranked Cedar Rapids Xavier team traveling to the Iowa City Liberty Lightning, who are sitting at three and one. Well, Super I'm, I'm going with the Lightning. I'm going with the Lightning at home, too. Um, seen him in person. I know I North Scott. About to say, I don't know who he's going to say, but I'm going to pick North Scott. You know, North Scott's high powered. Um, they've got their program rolling. Uh, they are scary good, but I'm going with Liberty. They are. One of the best teams when they're clicking, they're one of the best teams I've seen in a long time. Bar yeah, nine. they're uh, they got the best high school quarterback I ever saw. So, uh, yeah, based off that one game, I, that's the top performance I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of great quarterbacks. Uh, I'm talking James Vandenberg, Jesse Ertz, but I knew about them. They were known commodities. Um, this kid coming in unknown, uh, except by guys like Matt Meek who've been around him. You know, guys like us that are fans in the stands, I didn't know anything about him. For him to bust out on the scene like that against a, uh, a really good defense at Kinnick Stadium just impressed the heck out of me. Yeah, he was busting out for Rosie that day. Oh. You got that right. Um, moving on, our 1-5-A team, Matumwa, the Bulldogs, sitting at 2-2. Two and two. They've shown us some flashes. They've shown us some good defense and some comeback ability. They're going to Cedar Rapids Prairie, who's sitting at 3-1. and one. You know, Tomo, uh, 
they're a good team, but they just got to play all the best teams in the state, you know. Anyway, I, I was telling you, I was thinking about how they did that, and I, I don't know what they did. Pulled the first, the top thirty-two teams or thirty-six teams, and made them five A. You know, yeah. yeah. They need to back that off to about twenty-four. You know, and just have a kind of smaller division because, you know, pulling Muscatine and Burlington and the Tumwa into five A, uh, it's just tough. And then pulling pulling Mount Pleasant into 4A and Fort Madison into 4A, it's, uh, you know, uh, they just need to back that off a little. I feel like there's some tweaks they could use, and these may be crazy ideas. You know, I might have some crazy Illinois ideas here, but in Illinois, for your private schools, they use a multiplier. So private schools, because of the advantage that they have in in certain uh, things, they get – they tend to get bumped up a class or two and they still win, you know, but uh, it does seem to make things a little more even. And I wonder here in Iowa, you've got a team like you've got your, your Muscatine and your Burlington's and your, they're big towns. Their enrollment is there. So when you just use enrollment, um, I understand what the state's doing, but when you look at a city like Cedar Rapids, it's got multiple huge schools and they're pulling from a way larger pool than an Ottumwa or a Muscatine me that's where it gets a little little bit uneven and i wonder if they could use a multiplier for the big city schools and uh you know because of the 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 population of their town rather than just solely the enrollments of the schools i don't know it may be a wacky idea and and, the st mary rimsons and the don boscos of the state of iowa do pretty pretty well in athletics i have to say yeah, and that's pretty typical, and and I get it. It's you know because what goes into this these athletic programs is way beyond just the the talent level. It's you know the community surrounding it, and uh, you know having people that care. Well, who's the Tumble playing? Cedar Rapids, uh, Kennedy. Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids Prairie. They're uh, three and one. It's that beautiful school that sits right off the highway as you're traveling up to Cedar Rapids. Oh, that is uh, nice. It, and it's in Cedar Rapids. It is in Cedar Rapids. I'm gonna go with Cedar Rapids. I am too. I think uh, they're not the toughest team in the city up there, but they're pretty darn good, and I think it's going to um, carry them to a victory against the Bulldogs. Yeah, Tumwa does pretty good at home. Uh, yeah, for sure. It'd be well, hard not to play in that beautiful field. But we'll uh, have an eye on that game. It'll be uh, yeah. Tumwa Radio Group has a live Facebook, and uh, I watch every week because uh, it's such a good good show. Moving on to uh, a game that I had to hunt up because this is where Varsity Bound kind of had a glitch. They uh, omitted a week in the schedule for both Centerville and Williamsburg, and I thought, I bet they play each other this week. And sure enough, that was the case. Uh, Centerville, the Big Reds, are traveling to Williamsburg to face the Raiders, and I don't have the records right offhand because I had to dig that up in a, a different uh, – Well, I know, I know uh, Centerville's 3-1, and one, uh, yep. having a fantastic season, but I, I don't think any – I don't think – Anybody could beat Williamsburg. Yeah, I, I said it before. I'm not picking Williamsburg uh, to lose any games in the regular season. Or in the playoffs. Until they get to the dome. <laughs> so, Raiders at home. Yeah, I definitely think they they win. The, I, I think they're the state champions. They just haven't been crowned yet. Uh, they've got a good shot. Um, see how things flesh out when, when it gets to, to dome time, unless they get upset before, which I highly doubt. But I – I think they've got a good shot at a state title this year if they keep it rolling. Last but not least, 
4-0, Linville, Sully, Hawks. I had to look this one up as well since they're not uh, – Oh, yeah, they got uh, Madrid, is it? Yeah, they're going to uh, Madrid, who's 3-1. and one. Um, But I, I checked their schedule a bit, and I feel like they are not on par with the Hawks, so I'm going with Linville, Sully on the road. Well, Linville, Sully somewhere between second and fifth, depending on what poll you look at. Uh uh, this is a they, they they've been they haven't been playing teams that were uh, capable of playing top ten teams, but this week they are. Uh, uh, I, I I like the matchup. I think it's uh is what Linville Sully needs to kind of t- toughen up a little bit. But I don't I don't I don't think they're going to drop this game. I'm sure Linville Sully's going to win. I agree. I think I think they need. I think these teams that are highly ranked and, and just whooping everybody every week, they do still need to to get some tests. And I think Madrid. I think the Tigers will give them a test. I think uh, maybe Linville Sully's got to play starters for four quarters this week, uh, and that's good for them. Um, but I do think they come out on top. Yeah, this is a good matchup for Linville Sully. Oh. Uh, it's what's going to take to grit them up a little bit, ready for the playoffs. But uh, I don't think they. I don't think they have any trouble. So that was it. That's it. And then I've got just a handful here real quick that we don't have to pick because they're really uh, – I consider too easy. Albernet's going to Highland. Um, Louisa Muscatine has to go to Durant. Eddieville Blakesburg goes to Davis County. And here's uh, – this one isn't a tough pick this week. Seymour, who's winless, is going to play your Moravia Mohawks. Oh, but my, I, that's not good for, for Seymour. No, it's not, but uh, just a little peek at next week. Moravia will play Southeast Warren. No, that'll be fun. I'm going to have to go to so, that one. I don't know. There's our out of, one of our out-of-the-area so, um, since I, week six. So just to, to clarify, the, the round guy game of the week this week is the, the one I'm going to. Uh, All right. Since I'm representing the round guy. <laughs> That's going to be uh, Columbus at Pekin. Uh, the rivalry uh, game of the week is going to be uh, uh, Waco and uh, New London. And then the game of the week is uh, the West Branch uh, uh, Meepo game. So there's the three the three, uh, three designations for this week, but uh, uh, they're all going to be great games, and we're going to be keeping up on all of them. So, uh, well, Scotty, got any closing thoughts for us? I think that pretty much covers it. We uh, we dissected these the best we could. Um, that Meepo West Branch game. If I was taking a road trip, that would be the one I'll take. And I will get to West Branch before before uh, it's all said and done. I promise that. But uh, yeah, good luck, Mediapolis. Pulling for you. I know I picked against you, um, but I hope I'm wrong. And you're going uh, to you're that. going to the Waco New London game. Yes, I will be at Waco Homecoming Friday. That was uh, one of the more spectacular games I witnessed last fall. I expect nothing less Friday. Yeah, it's going to be – well, it's going to be a big night. Uh, Sigourney's got a real rough one at home. Uh, uh, Look, grab a seat somewhere. One of these games, you ain't going to be disappointed by any of them, are you? You never are. It's fun to watch the kids play. Uh, they feed off of it. And, uh, you know, this is, this is like I said before, this is what brings us all together on a Friday night. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And the kids deserve to have uh, butts in the seats. Well, we, we have uh, creased the halfway mark. And uh, I, I would think Waco or uh, some of these teams that played that 
week zero game, we're going to miss a game somewhere during the rest of the year, aren't they? Possibly, um, but uh, you got to remember, too, that uh, the small schools, and I can't remember where the cutoff is, but they're playing eight-game seasons now. Oh, and they're allowed to play a ninth game if they're able to get one on the schedule. And with Tri-County being kind of iffy these last few seasons, building a team, a lot of these uh, eight-player district teams here in our corner uh, went ahead and got that week zero game just to make sure they got a full season in. So that in case one of the teams folded or, or, or wasn't able to field the team. But Tri-County, so they're fielding the team and they're having a good year. Yeah, they're they're still going strong. Um, I forget who they play this week, but I didn't put them on the list because uh, I think they'll they'll probably uh, take one on the chin. Well, um, the list is long enough. Well, uh, I yeah. want you guys listening to know that uh, as of next week, we're going to start uh, focusing on Cedar Rapids a little bit. Uh, because we're getting so many listeners up there, you know. So uh, Matt Meeks is going to be doing some Cedar Rapids stuff. Scott's going to look into a little bit more of the Cedar Rapids school. So we're going to start adding adding a little bit. Uh, we had a nice little uh, uh, touch with uh, Jacob Linsendorf last week, uh, getting us some of those Western schools that we like to follow but don't have uh, so many eyes on over there. Uh, what do you think of the Muscatine Report? How's that been? I enjoy that immensely. Uh, Ryan's got, uh, what, six teams that he covers, six schools there. Um, I feel like he's, you know, that, that's not a huge amount. So he's really able to dive in and, and know them inside and out. And so it's really great to hear that. Some of them touch, you know, they're in our area too. So it's, it's fun to hear his perspective on things uh, versus my own. And then Matt Meeks doing the Iowa City Plus Cedar Rapids now. So we'll even give you a better report than we did last week, if that's even possible. Well, uh, you got anything else, Scott? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm out for today. That was a lot. Um, and, uh, once again, if anybody's listening that doesn't like our picks, keep in mind, we don't know what we're talking about and uh, we do enjoy being proved wrong. (laughs) Well, I forgot to mention some sponsors, so I'll throw some up there. Uh, Washington discount tire, Henshaw trailer sales of Richland, Iowa, uh, Helmuth Motors of Sigourney, uh, Elsie's Kitchen.net, uh, uh, John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, uh, author of the book Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, available uh, anywhere books are sold online, or you can uh, use his Facebook page. Uh, uh, Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa, um, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, and uh, we got another sponsor last night, Helena Hayes. Uh, she's running for... Uh, uh, house in the Sigourney, Kyoto, Oskaloosa area. Uh, she's she's running to be your uh, your house rep, and she she wants you to know she she supports high school football. Well, uh, this is a beat the round guy. Uh, we've been doing this for two years now, um, and uh, one of the most popular shows we've ever had on the on the on the show. And it, it, it it's a great show because it gets you. It gets you ready for all this action, and and uh, with twenty teams, we sure mentioned a few of them that you might be interested in. So, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>